me start recording. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Unknown Gaming Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything related to games. I'm going to unmute the Streamlabs uh, uh, desktop audio capture, because people might join into the VC as the night goes on. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to talk about Game Engine's package as software for release on video game consoles. I have two notable examples of this. Uh, I believe it's Game Builder's Garage, uh, either Game Builder or Game Maker. Uh, a decent engine, a decent way for you to learn how to make a game. And then there's RPG Maker. RPG Maker MV to be more specific. Uh, I'm not a fan of these games or these software as titles on a console, but they are a neat little novelty and there are something that I enjoy. Uh, there is definitely something to them. Uh, RPG Maker, I don't understand why, but I'm gonna actually like make sure like Game Builder's Garage isn't available like on PC. Uh, Uh, no, I think it's just on the, uh, Switch. Yeah, so it's, it's a neat little piece of software. So, like, Game Builder's Garage is specifically to help someone learn how to program a game. Uh, and you can make your own creations with Game Builder's Garage, which I do enjoy. But something like RPG Maker that, uh that can be, you know, um, bought on PC, and to me, I actually prefer developing a game on a PC, just because it's so much easier. Uh, and you guys will see why here in a minute. Um, I actually have a few software as uh, a title. Uh, two of them are RPG Maker titles. But I could see, like, the appeal of Game Builder Garage if... So, oh boy. Are you... Okay. We'll create a new project. Alright, let's test this. I've got a keyboard plugged in. Oh, it does work! Okay, that's awesome. That'll make making this prototype a lot easier. Let me get to the live scene. We will say RPG Instead of game title, we're going to call it 
Hello. I don't know if you guys can hear me click clacking on my uh, uh, keyboard back here. Okay. It's apparently working. It's going to take a while because it's got to load all the assets in. Um, I really, uh, like, here's the thing with games as a, as a, a software. Can I? I'm going to, I got to turn down my TV, folks. I'm turning down the capture. I got to, actually, I'll just mute the capture in general. I didn't even realize how loud it was. I'll just mute the capture for now. And I'm going to, uh, I'll be right back. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, this is the RPG Maker game on Switch. This is the UI. Uh, it's identical to RPG Maker on the PC. Um, so a few things I want to note is I actually want... How do I build? How do I build? Load, save, and play test. Okay, what? Okay. So, what's the point of this? Okay, yeah, so a lot of the menus and items are the same. Okay, and we can... Set battle results. I don't know if that's a thing. Hold on. Game info. I'll change it to... Ooh, I like that one. Okay, so, oh my god, I'm going to go nuts trying to control this. I do not like this. As a, like, as a console game, and you're going to see why. So if we go in here. Oh my god. How do I do this? It's so much easier with key. Okay, so we switch. I'm hitting the arrow keys, those do nothing. The I can't figure out what the hell I'm supposed to do. 
Because that's the thing. Like, I can't... I literally cannot control... Oh! I'm dumb! Okay. But the... This is so difficult to use for me, cause like, oh, okay, so then it's why to do everything. Okay, so this is all the same. You know, you can do conditions, the trigger, which I typically always do, player touch in a in a prototype. So the first thing we're going to do, we're literally going to set it to, I think it's main. I think he's the first person. Uh, display, no, since he doesn't have a name, so this is going to be a prototype. I can't even spell. Hello, and welcome to my RPG maker welcome to the RPG maker on switch prototype display speaker's name batch entry I've never used batch entry before uh, the display, there's a little bit more of a display option pane because I think the uh, window position and background are in the PC version. I fuck. Okay. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to then... Oh my god. Just turn on switch A. We're going to turn on two switches as a choice. Can't spell. Switch A. So, again, I'm going to just kind of talk about like my issue with this this uh game as a software as a title type of uh, mentality um, I get why because I know there are people out there that have like the really old computers that may not be up to spec with uh, the engine hold on it's caught my, my controller is caught in the in the uh, uh, keyboards wiring here so let me or not the wire like the cord so I could see like people wanting to buy this so they can you know still use RPG maker without having to beef up their PC uh, or you know it's I've said it's a neat little collector's piece I really think this is a really cool collector's piece but like using it when I tried to use it the first time I'm like this is like really tedious to use because um, as far as I know if I go look at the box here um, 
Keyboard support, side view battles, easy to follow tutorial. So there is no mouse support uh, for this game. It's just keyboard support. So we're going to do turn on switch B, which I'm referring to self switches. I prefer using self switches uh, for this. Uh, tutorial and I'm literally gonna have okay so we're gonna how do I do this uh, okay when turn on switch a we're going to control switches control self switch we're gonna turn a on and then we're going to have it I want something that can be seen. So we'll have it. Oh my god. Oh, oh boy. I wish there was mouse, mouse support. So we're going to tint the screen to nighttime. And we're going to hit OK. We're then going to. I don't like this conditional branch. This is message. I wanted to change the uh, the weather, but I have to like look through the options because this is actor, flow control, party, game progression, messaging, uh, transfer, set event, character, transparency, gather followers, show animation, erase event, tint picture, erase picture. Set weather effect, there it is. We're going to set it type to snow. And we'll leave the power at 5. When turn on switch B, and actually for debugging, for debugging purposes, I, I'm going to do set the uh, image, the main character. Like I said, this is just going to be for prototyping and kind of showing it off. And I will compare how quick you can make the same prototype in RPG Maker MV another time. I actually should. I don't have it installed on this PC yet. So I don't even have Steam installed on this PC yet. So um, yeah, this is going to be fun. So we're going to say switch. I should have said self. Oh no. Self switch be activated. Self switch be activated. Um something else that I I will just point out is like um I typically will have dialogue written down for the demo or whatever I'm doing. So
So this is all. Oh no. Oh fuck. Oh, I need to change that. I wanna. No, I wanna. Is there a way I can edit this? Oh my god. There we go. I have to click Y. Uh, bu 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 bu. Oh my god. Yes, cancel. I just want to change the. I'm not used to this. I want it to say self switch A because that's actually the switch that was activated. And we'll have self switch B do something a little more. Um, a little more. You know. A little more, you know, akin to gameplay type of thing. So when turn self switch B on, the first thing we're going to do is I mean I could probably go in and, and figure out how the name input works because I do want to use input name in a future project. But um yeah, no, like the thing with this is I could probably make a similar demo to this in like five or ten minutes because I've done it before in like an RPG maker time. I don't remember if it was 2003. Um, I do prefer building things on PC. Like I prefer building games on a PC. I, I don't think that people buy the Switch to buy the RPG maker software perhaps or like per chance and that's also the thing too and also got a release on PS4 but who am I to judge I've always said if you can get into game design do it so this is actually I'm not going to say it's a bad way to get into game design but it is a way to get into game design it's just not the way that I would do it uh, truth be told um, so we're going to then click I want this switch to how we might do name input processing For that character. Is that really how it works? It's literally just like. Okay. I'm going to also then. Say before that. Oh yeah that's right. I haven't. Uh, oh no. We'll make a, a pretty substantial. See, I just, oh, I don't like this. Also, before I forget, I need to do a few things. Uh, no, don't go to sleep yet. It's not time. I have to. Oh, man. I have to get Steam downloaded so I can do this. So I can do a comparison. So give me 60 seconds here. Install Steam. Install Steam for Windows. Steam setup. There we go. Done and done. I also need to get Unreal Engine. I just thought about that too. So we might drop a little bit of frames here. Because I'm trying to get Steam installed right now. So that when it's ready, uh, we can... 
and then we will then just completely forget about that and then screen I don't want anything in screen I want battle processing and we'll do two bats and we will say can't escape and can't lose actually we should uh, do something a little easier no not new I wanted to edit it it's such yeah there, there are like two okay so we don't have I haven't edited this project at all and you guys can see that as well so that did nothing and then afterwards we'll say There we go. Bada bing. Bada boom. And then at the end of the event, I'm going to do a conditional branch. Oh, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. So, never mind then, because I fucked it up. All right. We'll, we'll hit apply. Yeah, we'll have to go through this twice, but that's fine with me. No. No. I wanted to apply the changes. Oh my <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. I'm going to hate it just as much on the idea pad because the idea pad is it doesn't have a mouse. So I'm going to have to remember the keyboard shortcuts to. Now, no. Oh, fuck. I want to just play test right now. I'm going to play test this. New game. Hello and welcome. We'll turn on Switch B. What is your name? Oh, oh boy. We'll just say, okay, it is Harold. No. We'll just say Harold. Oh, yeah, I forget. These have all different classes.
I hate this. Because, like, I can't see the full fucking screen. So, uh, magic, spark, magic, guard, magic, fire, magic, heal. And that is the... I keep wanting to hit to, to editor. Um, so that is the, um, that is how you, I gotta log into Steam now, hold on, hold on one second, everyone, I'll be right back, I'm gonna mute my mic for a brief, whoa, what did I do? Alright, so right now I'm just trying to get logged into Steam at the moment, so just give me uh, a couple minutes here to to get all that figured out here. Um, so you guys may have seen that I did something. I don't even know how I did it. Uh, bu -bu 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 -bu. Where's Steam? Here it is. We now have Steam installed, so that means I get to go into Steam, and there it is, actually. So we're going to go to Library, we're going to go to find our RPG Maker, MV, to be, to be more precise. Uh, it's only 3 gigs of, of local storage, so. Uh, where's my phone? I know I had my phone. I know it's around here, but I don't know where it is. If I lost it, I lost it. I can find it later. Oh, <sighs> fun! I don't, I don't particularly enjoy waiting for uh, MV to install. But while we do that, we'll go on a brief intermission, and we'll talk about, like, we'll talk a little more in depth about the uh, podcast as, or not the podcast as software, but the the software as games kind of thing. Again, I understand why they do it. Um, if there is someone who, by chance, doesn't have a PC that's up to spec, uh, running it on a game console is the next best thing uh, for some. Or a mobile device, but I'm not sure that there is a mobile device version of this game. Um, personally, I just think it's a little too cumbersome to use. Um, and I'll, I'll be fair, you know, it, it's a, like I said, it's a neat little thing. I actually do enjoy it as a novelty, but I don't think I would use this for, for serious, you know, game development. 
uh, if I was going to make an RPG. And people will say, well, we can't see your face. I'm showing this off because it's better than looking at, you know, a be right, well, actually, we could do a BOB, uh, be right back, because right now we're just kind of waiting for, uh, you know, we're waiting for Steam to download everything, so. Hello, whoever's out there. Can't be Murklag, because he's, he's, he's streaming, I think. He's still streaming, I think. I'm not sure. So, yeah, he's still streaming. Uh, Bob might be joining us, but no, I, I completely understand why they do it. Um, it's a bit of a tedious way to do things. I, I will admit, I do enjoy the keyboard support. It makes typing things out so much nicer. Um, I keep... Wait. I keep going like, oh, how do I do this? And, like, that's the thing. I'm frustrated with how it controls, because as far as I was aware, they didn't have a... What did I do? I did something, and I want to know what I did. What did I... What did I do? Oh, oh you can't... Why can't you hold? You cannot hold. I'm holding down the B button on the joy, uh, the the switch controller, and it's like no, you can't press and hold. You have to do it one thing at a time, which would be a little bit more tedious. Like, unless you know you hold a button down and. Nope. I I don't know, like, okay, so for people that are like, you're getting angry over nothing, you're probably right, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so, what I'm trying to figure out is how you can do basically what I did before we went into the intermission. Um, again, I do prefer building RPG Maker games, I enjoy building games just in general, I prefer them on PC because PC is, you know, much easier to use, um, and it's not like you can, can you, okay, hold on, I gotta figure this stuff out here, we're gonna save, you know, return to main menu, I'm curious what happens if I click the maker form, I've only played this game, oh yeah, so you can, um, you can post your game on the maker form. But you also have to like have an account to do so. So if you don't have a RPG maker account, uh, you can't post your stuff. And I'm not going to post anything because I have nothing to post. Um, but I'm also going to be like looking, I might recreate the demo and actually refine it a little bit with stuff that I can actually see. Um, like I said, this might be a two-parter episode because I, I do want to like talk about like the pros and cons. Again, going back to the Switch version of MV, they definitely polished it up. They added a few things that would be really, really nice to have. 
some of the things they added into MZ, which has been out for, it came out in, I think, 20. So it's been out for about two years now, roughly. Um, and everybody's going to be like, well, you said starting at 7.30. I'm like, I started early because um, I really wanted to talk about this. And we might go, like, it's going to be a longer episode. Like, it'll be a two or three part uh, episode, probably, because I do kind of want to, like, show off everything that we've made. And the videos, they, like, it'll all be on the archive channel for now. Um, the video stuff. So, the thing that I noticed with MV on the Switch is you, I, I have to know the controls in order to use it effectively. Um, it's kind of like, you know, a programming language. You have to know the ins and outs of the language to make the most efficient code possible. Uh, for me, using the Switch version of MV is not efficient. Uh, and I know there's a PS5 version of MV, which is fine. Um, and if anybody does use this as development software, cool. Go for it. It's just not how I would do it. I don't know about everyone else, but I would not want to use, uh, I would not want to use a console, uh, version as, uh, main development. Uh, but if, again, if you start this way, that's fine. You know, everybody has their own path into the hobby or to the career. I shouldn't even call it a hobby because to me it's not really a hobby. Um. But again, like, I just, I prefer having the keyboard and mouse feel of, like, I can double-click an event, I can do certain things, I can add certain things, um, I should have just used MZ, I really should have. Uh, I will make, I will remake the same, like, it might be a little different in terms of wording, but I do want to re, like, I want to make a, a different prototype, and it's not going to go up anywhere. It's going to be on here for show. Um, another game software that's actually really cool and helps you learn how to make a game is Game Builder Garage. I'm not going to give that one so much slack because I'm, I'm going to give that one a lot of slack because... It is made for the Switch, and only for the Switch. You can only get it on the Switch. Uh, I don't know if you can package your games for PC or not, and that's something we could look into together. Um, I'm not sure. So, that'll be a neat little adventure. And it's just doing some setup stuff, so... I'm going to unhook my switch capture for a minute. If we do get to talk about uh, the Game Maker's Garage, you know, that, that'll be cool. I can't wait. Um, I'm going to move over to my chair so I can, you know, sit comfortably and have a backrest if I need it. Uh, You guys might hear some stuff moving around. Uh, we'll put that on my lap for now. We'll put the, the uh, 
computer is old. That is warm. That is a warm computer right here. Hello? Who's here? Balls. Hi. Howdy. How's it going? Same shit, different day. Also, um, I started a lot early. Why? I wanted to. Because I was going to actually discuss, mm. like, game engines as software on game consoles. <laughs> okay. How was your day? Well, I get this ready. I went to work. Well, I know that. You silly Billy. Oh, shit. oh also, right. um, I decided to. So I booted uh, Windows onto the HP. Then I forgot the. And that worked. Hold on, I'm not done. Oh, hello. Hi. Okay, so I'm not done because I tried to stream today and it just oof 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 oof. It, ooh. You, you forgot that the HP is a potato? Yep. And then I, then, yeah. then I tried to switch, because I was like, oh, you know what, I'll just try and run Ubuntu. The Ubuntu installer failed. Nice. It failed. So now it's, now it's running uh, Mint 21. Nice. Um... But no, back to RPG Maker on Switch. It's I just I don't see it being. It, it's hard to explain because it is a way to get into game design, and I'm not gonna fault it for that. I'm actually applauding it for that. I just don't think it's very intuitive uh, to design a game using controller and keyboard. Eh, I don't know. Uh, okay, so like RPG Maker, one thing I wish they would have added to the MV game or the software for the Switch is mouse support. That yeah. would have been that would be so much easier. Uh, yeah. Because there were times I'm going, okay, what button does what? Yeah. It's like navigating the menus compared to keyboard and mouse, which to me I will always say is easier. Yeah. You know. It was like, oh, you have to press a certain button to get out of the, you know, the, the nav bar menu. So I have to open up RPG Maker MV on Steam, and I have to do some more setup for that. So I will close my, El like, make my Elgato capture disappear. You know, hitting a button to get out of a mode reminds me of a certain piece of software that Jordan doesn't like using because it always breaks and he can... Yeah. Is it Vim? Maybe. Yeah, it's Vim. Yeah. So, we're gonna make a demo. I'm actually gonna make it so... Uh, d -d 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 tools, options... That's bullshit, matter of fact. We're switching to the MV dark mode because I like dark mode. Because the light mode hurts my eyes. Uh, da, 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 da. I was going to do probably a window capture. Add source. Window capture. Window. What the fuck? 
Do I have to do game capture? Hold on. Son of a... You sound thrilled already. Because it's like, oh, um, capture specific window. Nice. Oh my god, it doesn't work! Check W. Oh no! Oh no! That's a straight up Keck W Omega Lol moment. Son of a bitch. Oh no. Well, never mind what I said. Yeah. Okay, okay, we got it. You guys won't be able to see the events or anything. But we got it so you can look at something that is the RPG Maker M MV engine on PC. As you guys can see. And I'm sure it's total ass a tree. Steam, can you go away, please? We're going to create a new project. God damn it. I'm going to call it RPG Maker Prototype. And I specified PCs, so... Uh, this is literally just going to be me recreating the prototype that I did. And I'm actually going to refine it a little bit. So, I need to add an event. I think we had it like right. We'll put it right here instead. Yeah, you guys won't be able to see exactly what I'm doing. But we're going to do player touch. We're going to... We're going to first loop. What switch would you God like damn it. to what? Activate. Oh, I'm just having issues. And we're going to show choices. Self switch A. Self. Go away! God damn it, Steve. Maybe later. Steam's like, oh, you want to pull up the menu? Yeah. Good God. You are just so happy tonight already. Oh. Oh, boy. I'm getting... Self-switch. I rate us putting it lightly? Bead. I... <laughs> Hold on. Let me, um, so... I'm going to finish this, and then I'm going to build it, then I'm going to share the screen, and so today there is no face Then you're going to tie a news. No, then I'm going to have a drink of my Pepsi. Don't. Yeah. Don't. I was going to play Java Minecraft later, but I don't know. What'd you have for supper, Jess? Me and Ma went to BK. You went to Burger King? Yes. You went to the King of Burgers. Or, or am I, am 
looks like it. So I want not that one. I want control cell switch. Cell switch A. Then we're going to change the weather, which we found with screen. And we have snow. And we can do that one. We'll leave that the same. And I will then show the text that says self switch a activated uh, so the first thing I actually need to do is where is the cell switch Excuse me. We've already been live for 45 minutes, so this is the longest I think the solo episodes have gone so far. The almost solo episodes have gone so far. Nice. So, so I really oh, yeah, I was going to say uh, we're going to do that one. Uh, I need to enter one. I need to hit enter. I need prompt because it was what is your name Charles well I prompted for something so I prompted for a name I had a prompt for Bill and then we do battle processing bat and oh, another village say self switch B I'm just gonna repossess these complete because I have not used a loop before Dropped frames. I need a break. Hello? I'm still here. Okay, I have to make sure because it's like, oh. I am not ending this stream, damn it. I love how, okay, you guys can kind of see what I'm doing, but you guys can't see what I'm doing, which sucks, but, uh, we will then change the actor images for Harold. The, the, the default main character to something else, just so we can see you. And then we will, there should be a break somewhere. Oh, yeah. Break loop. Alright, we're going to build the game for Windows because 
It took me a whopping 10 minutes to quickly, like, make the game, but I also had to change and figure out how the, uh, window share would work. Yep. I, I should check to see how many, uh, updates Windows wants me to do. 11 That actually sounds about right. Windows always wants to update. And this is why children running Windows is a really bad experience. But it does have its uses, so I can't fault nobody. Almighty, there it is. How about you calm your tits? It takes more time to get this stuff set up than it did for me to make it. New game. Good for you. We're gonna go up all the way over here. Wait, what? Now we get to start it again. Because apparently nice. I somehow screwed up how the loop works. Oh. Sprint. I kinda guessed that, right? There we go. And that's done! 
That took a, oh, apparently it immediately went to the next available window, which was the um, game folder. So I'm like, nice. quick. I don't like Streamlabs for that reason. But yeah. I'm I'm also recording this too, so. Um. No, like that's the thing though. People will say you you gave game game builder garage some shit. I'm like I did, but I also said it was I was being really lenient because it is a game software that is not available on PC. Yeah. It's it's only available on Switch, so then you're kind of, you, you learn with the Switch hardware how to make a game. That doesn't necessarily mean you can make a game for the Switch with that software. My question is, how does that distribution process work? Uh, but, 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 I know, no idea. I know Streamlabs. I know you're losing frames, but Christ, what am I supposed to do? Get a better computer. <laughs> I'm using the idea pad, which is not a bad computer. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, it's not a bad computer by any means. Um, and it worked fine earlier. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like going back to to uh, game builder garage, it's a it's a really unique piece of software. They both are like unique pieces of software. Um, they are definitely worth having in your collection if you want to collect those oddities. I call it an oddity because not every game engine gets packaged out on a console like that. You know? Um, yeah. Those are just two examples. So, uh, that's, okay, so, with Game Builder Garage, they kind of use their own, they use something that's similar to Unreal Engine's Visual Script, which I actually enjoy, and it's a very decent way to learn how to make a game, because they have tutorials, they have, like, all that fun stuff. Streamlabs, I don't care. I know you're dropping frames. I know you're not the best software out there. I mean, if you're going to ask me, so you could you could just take Streamlabs and take that shit and throw it in the garbage, but... Well, I think Merg switched over to OBS, so... <clears throat> I think he did. So... Um... Let's go to, because I do want to figure out when the next game jam that I'm going to partake in will be happening. Ow! Thank you. I'm actually glad that it saves my profile defaults, so that's running in dark mode, not burn my eyes mode. So the Kinney jam starts in less than a week, and I will be using... Unreal Engine, wish me luck. I am detecting no sleep in your future. Shut up. 
there is something going on with, I think it's my internet, I guess. Nice. But, um, yeah, no, what I was going to do yesterday was, uh, run, I was going to do a stream where I stream Breath of the Wild, but because you can't use your Elgato capture card with Linux, you have to run Windows. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'll boot it on the, the HP ZBook, right? Yeah. And, uh. Then I, I'm just gonna start ignoring Streamlabs messages. Um. But. Oh, stream is disconnected. Attempting to reconnect. Try again later. Nice. What? Is it reconnected? Looks like I get to check out on Twitch. If it's reconnected. Yeah, the bitrate's really poor, so... Nice. Yeah, it is, it is back up and running, but... Um... I'm curious to see what's causing the poor bitrate. It's not that this computer's a piece of shit, to be honest with you. It's probably your shitter net. Oh yeah. I'm I'm almost certain that's what it is. Um Thank God I'm actually recording this. Alright, I am done waiting so, around. So um yeah. Apparently it just doesn't want to work properly and welcome to having shit internet yeah um granted we've never had that issue before well we've had that issue i think once and i just said fuck that entire episode yeah i think i remember that but like people say well you know you should use something like xsplit or obs and not streamlabs that wouldn't well the, o the obs part yes but that still wouldn't fix the overlying issue. Well, yeah. I mean, the amount of internet and horsepower you actually need to actually operate a fucking stream reliably is stupid. I would need to run that MSI. And even then, it, it'll depend if your internet could keep up. Yeah, and... um, But back to, you know, back to Game Builder's Garage. That was something I found at Walmart. I'm like, oh, you know, 30 bucks. Okay. It was actually decently priced. And it's a very cool way to learn how to make a game. Uh, RPG Maker on console, I just, I don't... I know the appeal of it is if you do run a potato PC and it doesn't... Like, your PC is not specced enough to run RPG Maker, like I've said. Um, other than that, just, if you can, just buy the engine. And there's a version of VX Ace that you can use for free. I believe it's VX Ace Lite. Let me just make sure. It's like most Lite versions. It's not going to have every feature, but if you just want to get started... 
I'm Come not... along, Mr. Sheep. It's literally, I'll... I have a new home for you. It is on Steam as RPG Maker VX Ace Lite, which, again, I have it. I actually used it when I first started. Uh, you do have various limitations, like you can only have 20 maps per game, you can't write your own scripts uh, to use, like, you can't write your own scripts to use in the engine. So if you wanted to run, I, I don't know the language it uses. I'm just going to make sure you're still here. I am. Yeah, I'm glad I, I'm recording this. Because Twitch is like, oh no, it's 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 your frame rate's really bad. No, really? Um, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> um, so, and I, like I said, this might be a multiple part type of uh, uh, podcast thing. Video. Where I, it, it might be multiple parts just because there's. Like several engines, there's a few engines out there that I really kind of want to dive into. Uh, and this yeah. is kind of episode one. I do want to jump into Game Builder's Garage, but I won't do that tonight. And people say, well, Mario Maker is a level designer. You can, in Mario Maker 2, you can basically make your own Mario game. Yeah. Which I, I actually enjoy. I'm not good at making levels, but. Then again, you know, um, I'm pretty sure there's a Kaizo world out there somewhere. Uh, Jordan, that that those Kaizo worlds have been a thing for ages. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure someone's made it in uh, Mario Maker 2, for sure. Probably. I wonder if if Merg if Mergman's gonna join us. He is streaming last I looked. He's not even online right now. Oh, bruh. Well, let me add him. Well, I'm thinking he probably won't because he's got a... I think he's got his, his niece over. His, I'm assuming no. or I, th I think it's a newborn or infant niece. And, yeah. and I can understand why he doesn't want to join. If, if oh, that that's, that's, you could just add him in and the worst thing he can tell you is no eh. if he doesn't join he doesn't join he'll he'll probably join up another time if he can and that's the thing yeah. too it's like um, I know Zero was streaming yesterday yep. good old Tarkov well, that's about all he streams well, he has said he wants to stream more than just Tarkov. Uh, nice. Uh, but it's all like the same, like uh, genre of games. Yeah. It's basically in a genre similar to uh, Tarkov. Yeah. Um. Speaking of, I think he's playing Tarkov right now. Well, of course he is. Hey, I'm not I'm not knocking the game either, so I'm gonna say that. I mean I think it's kinda trash, but that's just me. 
I'm never, I've never been a fan of uh, games like that. And <laughs> yesterday, Morgan's like, does anybody want to play Fortnite? And I go, maybe. Just Yeah, no, Jordan, I'm sorry, but that's a something that just no. We all know the answer to that one fucking immediately. Yeah, no, it didn't work. He caught on immediately. Yeah. If I if I had never like uh what what's the if I had never been so outspoken against like I'm not a fan of Fortnite at all. I mean there's nothing wrong with that because it is pretty trash, but then there are people that'll be like, But it's a good game. Well, that's yeah. the, the, the people that'll say that, yeah, the, the fucking 12-year-olds that play it. I I will say that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. I'm sorry, but there's just a lot of kids that play that game. I just, like, when I played it, I'm like, I just, I don't like it. It's... Yeah. I was like, it, no. I've been outspoken against Battle Royale games. I'm like, it's literally a fad, and it's going to die out eventually. And guess what? In a you, mean sense, it's, you, you mean it's more it's more of a cash grab than anything? Yeah. Because when Fortnite hit it big, if you remember, everyone yeah. started making... Fortnite and PUBG were the first two to really hit it off. Well, yeah. And as soon as those games got super popular... Everyone and their mother started making fucking uh, battle royale games, or yeah. they started adding a battle royale mode. Yeah. And I remember saying, "It's a fad. It's gonna die out in a year or two. Yep. It was big when I was in college, and then I graduated, and it was like, who cares? It was big when you were in college, and by the time you graduated, it died. Um. And people say, well, it's it's still a good game. Well, that's your opinion. Again, I don't uh, like it. If, if, you, if you think so there, champ. <laughs> I'd rather go play Halo. Halo multiplayer. I, li I literally would rather go play a fucking, like, Mavis Beacon teaches typing. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not kidding, either. I would legit rather go fucking do Mavis Beacon teaches typing. But if, but if I wanted to play a game, like, a game, like, with friends, I would go play fucking Halo. Right. I, I would go play Slayer on Halo 3. Or any Halo game for that. I would, I would legit play any game other than Fortnite. Or a Battle Royale of any variety. Um, and you know, the funny thing is, people are like, well, you know, uh, you can't predict where the game industry is going to go. And you're right. You can't. But because a game can make it big tomorrow. And as soon as that game makes it big, there will be 10,000 copycats or 10,000 ripoffs. Pretty much. Within the next two days. What happened with Fortnite and what made it drop off, or what made Battle Royale games in general drop off in the number of people developing those style of games is there was an oversaturation in the market. I'm not going to say it dropped off in popularity because I don't know. I don't follow Fortnite. I don't care. Yeah. You know, um, <sighs> but like everybody's like, oh, 
I'm pretty sure there are people out there that'll be like, you can't say that it died off in a year or two. I'm like, basically by the time that the pan the the thing started, everybody started playing Among Us because yeah. there was literally nothing else to do. We couldn't even go outside and touch grass. I mean, yes, you could if you were smart, but then there was me. You know, the world the world listens to their governments, you know, cuz they to always tell the truth. <laughs> I'm not getting into that here. But that's all I'm saying is that some people think their government tells nothing but the truth. I think if you believe that, I think you deserve to be hit with a stick, but um but like it got to the point though, like everybody started playing, you know, Fortnite, or like not even Fortnite, like Among Us and like party games, online party games, because it it gave them a sense of I I don't know togetherness maybe. Yeah, probably a lot of multiplayer games took off, and that's why. Like I th I think it was around this time that we started the podcast. Cause I'm like I'm bored. I'm sitting at home. I need something to do. Well, I, Jordan, fucking bullshit or not, you just wanted something to do. Yeah, I wanted something to do. Yeah, bullshit or not. Yeah, I was just like, fuck it. Um, and people say, well, weren't you making games at the time? Yeah, but I also wanted something that didn't stress me out. I wanted something that I could have fun with. And I yeah. could be like, yeah, we talk about games. But we also, like, we talk about other things, too. We literally, 90% of the time, talk about everything else. From our, we don't try to go too personal, but we go and we talk about our daily lives, in a sense. Yeah, the Jordan doesn't work, but he'll be have a job soon, too. I, me, you know, I don't like my job that much because my upper management, or, or it, my upper manager is a complete fucking dumbass. And we'll talk about, like, our holiday plans. Literally. Uh, we'll talk about yeah. what we did over the holidays. And, you know. Oh, speaking of, uh, well, uh, it, it's not a holiday, but it was this week. It was my birthday. And I did It was the day of... It was, it was the days many, many moons ago that the old dirt man there was born. And I, I literally, all I did for my birthday was have McDonald's and Dairy Queen. I had, Which were? I had the Dairy Queen for, like, the Cheesecake Blizzard. Because, mmm, tasty. Yeah. Like, okay, so, for people that are like, that sounds depressing, because you don't have a birthday. Like, I don't celebrate my birthday. And that's proof of it right there. I'm literally yeah. like, I'll go out to eat. I'll have, like, a blizzard. And I'll go on my way. The only thing that I said for myself for my birthday was, I'm not no gonna, work, no work, just relax, breathe, have a good time, kick back, relax, watch a TV show. There you go, done. Because I'm pretty sure Jesse knows just how hard I work myself, ninety percent of the time. Nine times out of a hundred, ninety-nine times out of a hundred. It's always way too much. Uh, there, there was a time that he would 
you know, he would. I'd go up there for vacation, <clears throat> vacation. Yeah. And I, I'd be working on something. And they're like, "What the fuck are you doing? Nothing. Bullshit." Yeah. If you're doing nothing, then my name is Dan. <laughs> okay, Dan. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. Um. Shit, I was going to say, what are you going to be down here next? Like in a week or something like that? Like in a week or two? I was going to say, I think, and I'll, I'll kind of disclose what's going on. So, I have an MSI that's having some issues. And I'm thinking it's a hardware problem. It could. It might be, just need to get cleaned. I was gonna say it. Also, it could be a BIOS issue. No idea. I don't know either. You better hope not, because updating a BIOS can be a real bitch. Oh yeah, I know. That's why I'm hoping it's not a BIOS issue. Yeah. Um, the thing with that MSI is all the like, there's more ventilation spots on the the bottom compared to like the HP ZBook that I have or even this Lenovo if that makes yeah. any sense so I don't know again people are like well what's wrong with it it could be this it could be this the thing is I would go over to a completely new operating system nuke the entire file system and there's still an issue uh, yep. also I put Endeavoros on that MSI yesterday Still has issues? I haven't tested it out. I've been back here all day streaming. Ah, okay. I, I played Zelda and Super Mario, and then I streamed this. Nice. I played some Breath of the Wild. Nice. I forgot how, how the game looked like when, when I played it this morning. Still not a fan? It's... Okay. I, I I will say I, I okay like no it. I should I should say I'm not a fan I'm not a fan of the gameplay style because I know otherwise we'd have fucking pe you'd have people if we had a comment section you'd have people in the fucking comments being like Wee! I I was just I like, am fucking like it oh my god you're a fucking I'm not gonna continue that sentence <laughs> oh my god you're mean you don't like the game you have no idea what you're talking about uh, yeah. And for people that say, look and I'm at like, the I don't really fucking care. I think it's just fucking stupid. The end. People will say, well, look at the reviews. It's gotten. It's not good. Zelda anymore. Sorry. Here's what I'll say: reviews are an opinion. Exactly, Review and that's the one thing I think are, is fucking stupid: is opinions. Opinions are like, I don't know, the sun. An ass. We all have one. <laughs> the sun. And just, I don't want to see, I don't want to see about, I don't want to hear about fucking most of them. What Take the bullshit fuck? off the bullshit town. I don't give a damn. What the fuck? You're welcome. What was <coughs> What the fuck was that? You're welcome. Oh, shit. Jesus Christ, dude. But no, like... Leave it up to me to be said, though. <laughs> Do you know who... Nope, not finishing that. I don't know. 
but I'm pretty sure. I was going to say, and if you're going to ask that question, Jordan, have you ever figured out who Ed is? That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, nope, not going to ask that because then people will say it's a mean joke. And, and I don't give a shit. I think it's funny. People, If people get mad at us for like making the joke, it's a joke that we've made to each other for years. And literally, as soon as we start the camera, we just start bantering. There are times I forget we're recording, to be fair. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, shit, you know. Because the way we are, and I will say this, we've known each other so long that we could literally just have an hour conversation or even a two-hour conversation. Yeah. And it, it'll be about nothing. Pretty much. Uh, but then, you know, um, shit, you know, I'm sitting here going, what the hell are we going to talk about? And usually if we have a topic, we go off the rails anyway. Again, yeah. going back to the, this should be known as the random podcast. Yeah. Fuck. Because we hardly ever talk about gaming in general. Um, yeah. But like today, okay, so today for for like the early part of today, I, I literally was like, son of a bitch. And then probably about like noon, I tried to boot Ubuntu on that HP and it was like, oh, Ubuntu could not install. This is why we don't install Ubuntu. So I'm like, okay, I'm going over to Linux Mint. Because that's actually what that machine was running before I booted Windows onto it. This is why we just go ahead and we make it simple. If you're going to run Linux and want to dump thing on Debian, you just run something that's just based on Debian. But I also like Mint. Yeah, but you could also just, you know, LMD. load in fucking like LMDE or fucking uh, Peppermint or... That was my next uh, choice. Spiral Linux. That was my next choice was Peppermint. It's like, I, I very well could, but then my brain's just like, why not have your setup the way it was before? Yeah. Because, I mean, it doesn't, like, again, for people that are like, you know, is, I'm pretty sure we'll get the question, is it hard to install Linux? Depends on Depends the on your distribution. Depends on the distro. But if you're going to install Very much depends on your distro. But if you're going to do something like Debian, Debian, or Ubuntu... Or I'm gonna say Mint is its own thing, but it's still based on Ubuntu. Standard Debian can be kind of a hassle to get installed. But if you're doing something like Peppermint or Peppermint, LMDE, Spiral, they're all usually pretty simple. Ubuntu is pretty straightforward. Arch is where it gets to be complicated. That depends upon if you're doing vanilla Arch or if you're doing something like Endeavor. Vanilla Arch. Yeah, that one can prove to have some issues. Oh, trust me. I know. I spent six hours trying to install it. And, when I, and, then, and then there was me with my first install that took me all of maybe three hours. Well, I remember, I tried to do it without the, the video guide first. Yeah, I'm sorry, but reading guides, unless you very much are visual, like, you can just read and learn. Don't. Just don't. Um, but Endeavor OS is pretty easy. Endeavor is pretty easy, or Manjaro is pretty easy. 
Garuda is pretty easy. What's another complicated one? Vo Void, Void could be considered complicated if you've never worked with a Linux system before. If you have at least a little tiny smidgen of knowledge, you could probably get the concept pretty quick. Now, now. I got stuck at the bootloader. Did I tell you that? I one? think that's because you ran. Did you run into like an error or something? I ran it like because I didn't know like how like what to mount what drive on or what part. Oh yeah, you didn't know how to do the mounting. That's nothing big. And people would be like, "How do you not know how to do that?" It's like because most most installers, unless you're running like well, Arch, most installers will literally just do it for you. They're like, "Oh, uh, this will be formatted as this." And this one you know, you literally you literally tick a box saying I would like to erase all data and you put your system on my system. Yep. And I, and, the, and the Linux system is like, okay, gotcha, done. <laughs> okay, gotcha. You hit big red button. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, void is a little like it. Again, it's a. Again, it's not hard, but if you don't, void. it's not hard, but if you. I don't. If you've never seen something like it, you're gonna be like, "What?" I should run void. I should. You could. I should run void again. I don't want to, but because like, what scares me about void is the fact that it is rolling release or bleeding bleeding edge. Not. No, it's rolling release. Those okay. guys don't go really too much for bleeding edge. It's not like Arch, where it's like, "Oh, update your system every month." Yeah, well. Okay, the thing is with Arch, you don't have to update that all that often either. It's just that if you do want to keep up the date, you can. It's not like Windows where it will yell at you. Speaking of Windows, I'm going to do a Windows update check. No. Uh, something I will admit to like new Linux users, if you're using... Yeah, oh my god. What? One, two, three, four... Not surprising. And it's 2208 cumulative update for Windows 10. A lot of it is firmware updates, extensions. Yeah, it's probably just a lot of it's, firmware. It's shit. basically like making sure you're because I think I'm running like 21 10. Yeah. Um, so I have to like, so when this is done, I have to update my system. Yeah. Um, cause I'm not, I'm not doing it now cause that would corrupt the recording. Uh, okay. Let me put it like this, Jordan. Um, void can literally not be updated cause that's actually what I use on that one laptop I use for my TV. That literally has void installed on it because I wanted something minimal for it. But the problem with running void, especially for my use cases, some things may not be available. That's why you. That's why you do it on like a system that isn't quite as important. Or, or now, now hear me out. Now hear me out, because I always have like multiple machines. No shit. So, 
with that net core you can do cross platform which is what I use most of the time anyway because I actually enjoy the cross platform compilation like that net core makes it so easy so like I think on that one terabyte hard drive I will run something that's like Debian or you know hell I might even run fucking Debian itself. I don't think I have an ISO for it. I'll have to take a look. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be very confusing. Is it, is it like easy, but there's the pseudo or Uh, no. Like, it's more of a case of like, let me head over here real quick. I think I've uh, installed it before, though. I think it's Debian.org. Yes. Yes. I remembered that. Okay, so it says the operating system. Download, they click the button. And then you're like, uh, but it's actually, no, it looks like they made it uh, accessible. No people complained. They have a 64 bit net install right there. Yep. Now, let's say you wanted to get uh, something else, you can go into other releases, and they have other releases. So this is Debian 11 based on. Yeah, this allows you to get yep. to their uh, testing, or is it just testing? Yeah, it's testing and then unstable. Stable testing and unstable is what I see. Yeah, unstable. You'll have a more of a rolling release. So we're gonna. Whereas testing is it's up to date, but it's not brand new. It's also not old and crusty. So. I'm going to kind of say something that you do need to be aware of when using something that is like Debian or Ubuntu. Be aware of when your support and extended support uh, windows end. Yeah. Um, Not hard to keep track of. Just no. every once in a while tune into the website of the or, uh, system you installed. I was going to say, or you could go on to like uh, let's say you want to use Ubuntu. Let's just say, hypothetically, I could hear your brain explode. Okay? The reason I went with Ubuntu is because I know you can actually check when you check your updates. It'll say you have basic maintenance until set date. Yeah. Uh, so it all depends on the distro if you can actually find that information. Uh, but if you can't, you can go onto the website and probably find it there. Or, again, if you follow, I, I point out Ubuntu because it's like I know that when something reaches the end of support, so something that reached the end of support this year would have probably been Ubuntu 18.04. Probably. But I also do want to add another thing. Another, th another really good thing to do, if your distro has it, some do because they're a little more old school. If you're a little more old school type, subscribe to their mailing list. <laughs> really? There, there are okay. So what distros have some? Dis list? Some some distros actually do have a mailing list. Or or if you were a little more into some of the more like doing your own like uh, news feeds, RSS feeds. A lot of them have RSS feeds. So we went from talking about games and game engines and software to talking about Linux distros. 
Do you see how we go everywhere, all the time, anywhere, anytime? Let, let's point that out to the, the listening audience. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to point out to here, we are very, very random on this show. And yes, I'm we, calling we, No, it's just called that we're just get carried away easy. But it, it's worth it because sometimes it can lead to very, very interesting topics. Yeah. Um, again, like, we've talked about Linux distros before because we've talked about, like, Linux in general and that kind of led to gaming on Linux and some of the tools you could use there. Um, so one thing I was debating on running was Wine. Be very careful with Wine because Wine can be such a basket case. <laughs> okay, give me an example. Do you know of anything that could cause Wine to be like... <gasps> Honestly, wine itself. Wine just sometimes is just like, what are you doing? Why are you do thing? Why like, legit. You? Sometimes wine just refuses to cooperate. Wine just Other times, it is a fantastic, wonderful piece of software that allows you to run some Windows programs on Linux. Um, Proton. What are some pros and cons of that? Gaming on Linux. I mean, that's a, that's a fucking pro right there. People are like, oh, you can't play some of the big releases on it, so. Actually, yes, you can. I, I, okay, so we talked about Linux gatekeeping, I think, at one, at one point, I feel like we talked about it on the podcast. Yes, we did. Uh, there was, there was a one game that it was on, like, the, it was within the first week. The Linux community had, a, their Proton had a version on their, it was their experimental version that actually had that game up and running stable yeah i mean of course if you want to be with that crybaby that you know i want my game now then well fuck off oh boy but i'm gonna send you this comment on this uh this subreddit here what are they i want i want you to calmly calmly Explain what's wrong with this. Oh, you're talking about that one. Yeah. Can't do any serious work with it. LibreOffice is garbage. That is very, very, very wrong. I, mean, I know of a few people who write all of their books. They write, they write multiple books, and they I edit books for people with LibreOffice. LibreOffice is extremely usable writing books and stuff. It's just you need to be you need to be sticking to the confines of an open format. As soon as you can start getting into those stupid formats that have like you need this piece of software in order to read it, yeah, you're gonna have fucking problems. If you're writing in an open format, it's not hard. And the funny thing is, they're like you, you can't, can't play any games with that. You can't play any games with it. Proton. Wrong. Proton. Proton's fine. a big one. Proton wine. wine. Wine if you're desperate. Otherwise, there's Lutris, which I think actually they might use wine, but that uses a very specifically built version of wine from a couple of people that they built it and made it into like gaming specific. So, wine doesn't run any good Windows programs. I don't know. I don't use wine on the common. A lot of my stuff is cross-compatible into Linux, so I don't have to care. You need to be always fixing mistakes and do scripts for everything. Not true, no, depending on your it, distro. It all depends on what you're doing. And God forbid you ever ask... If you're using... Go ahead. 
Dis okay, so... God forbid what? We're, we're not trying to shit on this person, but this is something that I just found uh, when I was looking through, like, what gatekeeping actually looked like. Uh, Linux is only good for servers. That's actually not true. It's very good for older machines, as we've talked about. Okay, so I'm going to just quickly sit here and continue picking this because I'm about halfway through this. Let me go on that point. Linux is only good for servers. Wrong. Yes, great for old computers. Also great for somebody who maybe doesn't game all the time. Who maybe just Hi. uses a computer for, you know, browsing the internet. Uh, and I'm not even, I'm, I'm just going to disclude anything work-related. You're using your computer for media consumption, uh, uh, music playing, just browsing the internet, checking your emails, stuff like that. Linux is great for that because it's lightweight, great for that old computer that you got that you maybe like. I really don't kind of don't want to buy a new computer because I don't use the computer enough. It allows you to Linux allows you to actually reutilize that computer and still use it like you would any other any other computer. So I have a really good example sitting here on my floor of old computer runs good now with Linux. Again, we're not trying to shit on the people. I'm just pointing out like that was a complaint that I saw. Uh oh, somebody messaged me on Discord. I think that was me. Okay. Oh yeah. And the last and the last line. And God forbid if you're ever going to ask for help in the forums, you're gonna get some shady scripts to put in the terminal, and then they berate you. Wrong. That is very wrong these days. Little Linux community, enough bantering has happened from some of these bigger YouTubers and whatnot. Now, yes, there are certain distributions that are, have a very elite audience. And uh, a lot of people warn you of that before you even get started. And again, we're not just... The only ones that I can think of right off the crack that kind of have a more of an elitist kind of setup. Arch is the biggest one that has a very elite audience. Within, within within the confines of the full community, the full Arch community is actually very wonderful. They have great documentation. The only other one that I, I really can't even think of too much else until you start getting into like just certain aspects of different things that just go across all distros, window managers, terminal emulators, and stuff like that. But that's beyond that scope. So, Those are very gatekeep things because people are just stupid. And gatekeeping is not so much a thing now, though, but, like, I was curious one night what Linux gatekeeping was like, and I found that comment. I'm like, it's not just good for servers. Yeah. It's good for a lot of things. Um, and, again, not to tear the person apart, you know, I disagree with I'm just I, I'm just explaining each aspect of the comment that it complains about. And Nowadays, every single aspect of that comment can be shot down right off the crack. Maybe back then it couldn't, because, like, a lot of those comments on the if this was like, if this was from any time before 2015 i'd say yeah that would probably be pretty true it depended on your computer back then okay um mm. yeah no it's it's like then there are people that you know build it up way too much you know there's what making linux the greatest thing ever yes that does happen too literally like, looking at this this thread here, uh, do you want me to just send you the link so you can actually look at this and see what I'm talking about? Sure. Just because I, I feel bad for... Because, like, there's people that are, are you know, they, they think Linux is 
not the best thing ever. I'm not going to say it's perfect, because good God, it's not. Well, some people think it is, but no, yeah, I can agree. It's totally not. <laughs> it's not there perfect. Are, there, are, there are certain systems that are great for matching certain things. So, it all depends on your use case. And when they're like, oh, you can't get any work done on it, what work are you trying to do? <laughs> okay, this dates it perfectly. This is from six years ago, yeah. But look at the, the comment below the one that I was looking at. Hold on. Oh, yeah, the bitter much. Yeah, that, that's where I was like, they don't use it. Okay, so for people that are like, oh, it's, you know, the greatest operating system ever. They use it everywhere. No, okay. I will debunk that right now. Schools use either, they use three things. Windows, Chromebook, or Mac. I will add in my stint to this. I've seen academia places actually using... Um, but they've actually used Linux, but they actually use Linux. So it's just that very much depends upon the field that you're looking to get into. So for me, and people are like, well, you're you're wrong, Jordan. It's like, okay, so I'm a programmer by trade. We only used Linux in one class, and we ran it in a VM. That's all. Yeah. Um, so it's not... Again, as... that, again, that, again, it depends. Um, but people are like, oh, well, um, I've never been berated on any forums because perhaps I used the search first. I'm, I'm kind of reading it. It all depends on how you word your question when it comes to searching something for Linux. I would say. I would think. Okay, and this guy makes an amazing point. Right here in this last sentence. Perhaps because I used the search first, since 99.9% .9 of all the questions that I ever had already had answers. Yes, yes, yes. And nine, nine times, just a 999 billion times out of a trillion you're going to have an answer. You just need because someone's already had that issue. It also depends. Again, I will say this to add in my two cents. It also depends on how you word your question. And then of course there's the fucking smart smart jackass down here below this guy, but I mean like that's the thing. I okay, so for Linux, it's got its pros, it's got its cons. Um do I enjoy running Linux? Yes. Do I use it as a daily driver? Also, yes. Do I use it to program? Yeah. But if I need something, like, if I need to build something for Windows specifically, I will always say have a Windows system on standby. Either have it dual booted on another PC, or just have another PC entirely that has Windows ready to go. The it, best use case I've ever heard that I've all, I always hear is the very it's a very simple prospect if you want to check out linux i can almost nine times out of ten a lot of people have that extra computer that got stuck in the closet five or six years ago it's not that great anymore but guess what it'll allow you to go grab linux mint peppermint spiral linux 
avoid Linux if you really want to get into some more of the higher-end stuff. Anything like that. Grab one of those smaller system ones that can run on not a whole lot. And that's your way to test it. Just hook that up. Set it. Set it. I'm like, I don't care if it's on your floor or something, you know. Hook it up to your monitor on a second input piece. And bam, you can just try it out as you please. I feel like trying it out today. You can press the button and play with Linux for a little while. I literally, like this, this Lenovo actually had the nickname, the, the test it and find out machine. Yeah. Um, and then I've got another. Oh yeah, sorry. We're, we're afraid of swearing here in this podcast. The fuck around find out machine. No. Yeah, no, the proper name for that was the fuck around find out machine. Um, the desktop would have been good for like a server machine or well and that's i think what how that's kind of partially your intention with it i was gonna say at one point that would have been my windows backup like if i needed something on windows i would have because 90 99 of the time if i'm making a game in like unreal engine on linux it's not it is impossible to do linux to windows compilation it is Im- it's just a lot more convoluted. No, it is it is impossible. It's possible the other way around. But it's not possible from Linux to Windows. So what I end up doing... Now, now the reason I say it's impossible is there is no Windows subsystem for Linux. Trust me, I've looked. That... Nope. So, hold on. Did you say something that I missed? No. Uh, so, oh, okay. It, it, uh, it's just that your comment confused me until I thought about it. So, what there's I... no there's no Windows subsystem for Linux. Literally, the name of the Windows subsystem for Linux. It's the Linux WSL. I mean the other way around, because I've used WSL yeah. before. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is, WSL is one fantastic little tool. I'm not going to lie, I agree. Uh, it's one of those, if you just kind of want, like, if you know Linux from, say, like, a job or something, but you don't want to really run Linux completely just because you have a certain use case for Windows, but you do like some of Linux's tools, that's where WSL is the fucking champ. But the, like, the other It allows you to use certain tools. But, like, for people that are like, I still don't understand this comment. So, if I was to make a game on Linux using Unreal Engine, you could not compile from Linux to, like, make a specific executable file for Windows. So, that's why probably I was like, because Probably because Microsoft probably has some proprietary bullshit going on that, yeah. Um, so, that's why I'm always, like, have a, a Windows backup system ready. Like, yeah. the MSI I can easily dual boot. Yeah. Well, I think most of your computers have two you have two hard drive slots. I don't think I have two hard drives in them though. Well, yeah, but it wouldn't be hard to No, no, no. do no. so. I think the the HP's got an M.2. I don't know about this Lenovo. I haven't opened it up. I don't remember if we ever opened it up in here either. I know we've opened up the MSI. Well, yeah, I wanted to look at it. Um but that's the thing too. Talk about talk about chonktastic fucking and, cooling. So that's the thing. Like 
the reason that but it is running like a rtx 2070 right. 2070 or 2070 ti i think so i'd have to look one of those two i don't remember um, if it's a ti or just a normal but people will say well you could always you know run wine i'm like i'm not gonna run wine with the epic games installer i'm not gonna even no. try it um, the, 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 again, wine is such a just a basket case and like there's a reason it's like for me I will always have a USB that's got like at least 200 gigs of storage in case I have to do something like a transfer of, of files so I can build for a specific platform well and, and that's where a lot of guys they love getting into like that's why they love getting a NAS I mean I, I would but no, um, Jordan, mine down here was up and operational because I had extra hard drives. Do 50 I, bucks. I don't have extra hard drives. Though that's the thing. Actually, no, you probably do inside of that HP. I have the two. Yeah. But I don't think they're very big. No, they're not. And it wouldn't, so I mean, it wouldn't make much sense, but. You technically do have extra hard drives. Until I get this desktop up and running, which is a goal of mine. Yeah. Well, that's just buying an air cooler. Buying an air cooler? I'm probably going to put uh, Linux on that machine as well. Or I might have... The one thing is, is that you need to find an air cooler that isn't super freaking chunky. Which isn't hard either, but... Um... But people will say, well, you know, when was the last time I booted this HP up? I would say roughly about a year or two years ago, somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, it was my main, my main, like, browsing machine when I was in college. That I remember, because there are streams of me on Twitch, literally playing games and watching YouTube, because it was a decent you know it was a decent potato um decent potato intel sandy bridge quad core i don't know if it was eight thread or not um but 16 was... gigs of ram i upgraded it and uh 1050 it, it's it's a de it's decent i got it i got it from a guy who had gotten it from the uh, local college i theorize that it was probably the professor's computer being that kind of specked out, being that that specked out, because that's specked out for a college. Um, you know, uh, what I got when I was in college was that HP ZBook workstation, which is now running Linux Mint, which might be running Void later. There you go. Um, it might run Void. Who knows? Um, yeah, try it. Fuck around. Find out. Well, I know it's. I know it runs Void because we ran Void on it at one point. Yeah, it's just that it didn't meet your use case. Yeah, and I could always boot something else on that MSI if need be. Yeah. You know. I actually, uh, you know that file cabinet I have. Yeah. That is now my desk, my stand-in desk in that living room. Nice. Um. But. uh that's the thing too like people say well you know why would you use 
Linux for programming. Because, I mean, there's plenty of, like, I just like using Linux. Because on, on the computers that I have, most of them are on the low-end spec. Low-end spec-wise. Uh, that The HP is four years old. I got the Lenovo that I have now for like 500 bucks. So that would be your, like, that's what I mean when I say low-end spec-wise is I didn't pay $2,000 for a gaming PC. Yeah. I paid $500. And, you know, Linux is very lightweight. So... It can be. It, yeah. That, that then depends upon your distribution. Or what type of install you do. For certain. Most, mostly wait, 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 wait. I was going to say for like something like, again, I, I go to Ubuntu because it's one that I know that has that option of yeah. minimal. Um, so stuff like Ubuntu, uh, Mint does not have a minimal install uh, option. You. Because it's because Mint is more built for just uh, you grab it, you just drop it in, and you're off to the races. Void is like very minimalistic, but they well that's that's kind of their entire point. They wanted a very minimal system. Arch can be. Arch that depends upon how you do it. If you really want to make it minimal, you actually shouldn't run Arch. You should run what's called Artix. Tic Tacs? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um. Uh, like, I would mock Ubuntu, like, jokingly call it, calling it Winbuntu with the normal install because of how much bloatware there is. Just, just well, that. The reason I don't like bloat is because it's so thrown around. But just the extra shit that's not needed. They just include a lot of GNOME's tools. Um. I'll also note that I am a little biased on that comment because I don't like GNOME either. He, he doesn't like GNOME. I when I'm I, sorry. I think A, it's not that great of a desktop environment, and B, the team behind it are a bunch of clowns. These opinions are his now, though. Like not not necessarily mine. I don't. I don't give a damn if they're mine or not. I was just saying either way, they're a bunch of clowns. Uh, for me, like I always use like Plasma or K Plasma KDE. That one literally depends upon the computer because sometimes Plasma just likes to shit itself. I've had no issues with it so far. I've had a weird sporadic issues with it before. But it's still, a, like, to me, I think it's a decent uh, desktop environment. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with KDE. Because, like, there, when, when you have a certain systems that actually work well with it, it's actually impressively nice. Oh, boy. That brings up... I'm thinking to, I'm thinking to like, Slackware. So, for people that want to know, like, I want to, can I tell the story? I don't remember what distro we used when I first, uh, when, I think it was one of the first times we got on Arch, or it might have been, it was more recent when you helped me get Arch installed on that HP CPU. Yeah, and um, the battery died, and no, then no, it no, 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 itself. No, 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 not that one, no, no. Uh, it was like the day after we got it all set up, the desktop environment went, wait, what? Which would just happen sometimes. And I remember going, uh, Jess, something happened. I don't know what it is. And then, like, 
when I installed Arch on my own for the first time, it took me like six hours, but the, the video that Jess sent me was like really helpful. Yeah. The only, th the only thing is, is that you got to be able to listen to kind of a monotone voice. Thank God we had that history teacher we did in high school. Yeah. Not that, again, I liked... Yeah, the, t the tutorial that I sent him, the guy is kind of monotone, but he's very, like, nice for just following a tutorial. Very, very knowledgeable, it seems like. Well, I think he's, I think he's actually, like, written full-blown books on how to utilize different distros for their uses. And then there was me that's like, let's build something from scratch. I... Well, and that's like that, that's the, literally the entire point of Arch. It's what I like to call a hobbyist distro. And um, like, that was the thing. Like, people said, "Well, why did it take you six hours?" Because I tried to follow like uh, the installation guide from Arch. And my... yeah, and their guide is like again, if you can't follow instructions like from text and you need like a video to tell you how it works it's yeah for me i'm like wait what do they want me to do yeah um people are like well you shouldn't use it like if, if anybody ever goes at me like you're a programmer but you can't even install arch it's like uh, I, at that point you I deserve do... to be hit with a stick I, I would say i am an applications programmer i don't program systems there's yeah. there's a difference. You want to act like that around here? You can take your bullshit elsewhere. I'm gonna be honest. Like if anybody ever comes at me with that, I'm gonna be like, "There's a difference here. I would be a software engineer. I'm not a systems engineer." Yeah. There's a difference. Um, I like, and it's not even like it's writing code. It's writing commands. Code were like it, like. Jess, you know what I mean, though. Like, I, I hope I hope my words yeah. aren't confusing you. It's not code. It's not a specific language. It's commands. It's Linux commands that I know nothing about. Yeah, and it, it's the things that I expect to confuse people. Because it is kind of confusing at first. You don't think I was a fucking genius from day one. But, like, I've told people in the past, if, if I have a problem with Linux, first thing I do is go, hey, uh, do you know what's causing this? Yeah, and if at the very least, I'm usually pretty proficient at just finding, a, like, a like a forum topic about it. Like, this Lenovo cannot run Linux Mint. Like, I'm not saying LMDE. It cannot run Ubuntu-based Mint. Because what was the reason behind that again? Uh, Something with the video... Like, you're running out of video sh bullshit. Yeah, and I'm going to bet there's probably a fix out there, but it's just kind of convoluted. Video memory uh, mint. Yeah, it would be... I'm trying to think here. It would be something like an out of video memory or something like that. I'm not going to boot Linux Mint on this thing tonight to find out. Right. And I don't blame you. And I, I don't expect you to. But it's like some form of memory issue. Yeah, it's probably just a weird issue with X or something. X server sometimes is just... Oof. 
because I'm trying to think when I freaking ran. Because I'm pretty sure. I thought I mentioned it somewhere. Probably way up in our conversation history by now. You have to realize how much bullshit we send each other. Oh, yeah. I wish I could. I wish I could remember when I actually ran. <coughs> Mac, but I know that it was an issue. Oh. Let me try Linux. So we'll go old. Found the uh, <laughs> so this was we need to get to this year. I do know that for a fact. I know it was this year because I remember having at some points so that would have been because we might have we must have mentioned Linux a lot. At some point. Yep. We usually do. So that would have been well after Christmas time. Oh yeah, you were trying to run Slackware. Yeah, and it runs nicely on my uh, other hard drive in my computer. In February. Oh yeah, because I found something. It's called Monkey Linux. I forgot about that. Yeah, and you were like in love with it. I really don't know what the issue was. Let me see if I can find... Yeah, I don't know if I, like, mentioned it to you, but I know there was, like, a certain issue that I just I can't remember off the top of my I head. I would have no idea. 
Oh yeah, because we found like starlight PCs at one point too. Yeah. Because cause, uh, I think that's what they were. Yeah. Whatever that one garbage company was that screwed that fucking streamer over. No, that was Artesian. Oh yeah, that's right. They're like. Oh yeah, we were. You were. That's right. You were looking for a new laptop. Intel Pentium. What? Huh? I'm I'm looking. I clicked uh, the Star Labs link, and I I looked at. Oh, I can change the processor. Wait, no, I can't. You can you can put a fucking Pentium in it. I can't change the processor. Yeah, it's Intel Pentium N fifty thirty. Can I get a bruh? Wow, this this must be used for like uh, browsing. <laughs> that's a that's a system you buy for grandma. <laughs> like, and you know, here you go, grandma. This is a good computer. More like this was like the this has got the specs of when you were into computers back in the fucking like nineteen nineties. I might see if I can change. Actually, what? no, sorry. That was when you were getting out of PCs in the 1990s. Because it was like $100 a week. To, it was like $1,000 a week to have an up-to-date computer. There's the Starbook and the Starlight. I don't remember which one we were looking at. Probably the Starlight, because it was more in your budget range. Really? They okay, so the star. I think this is the star book. Runs for a thousand dollars. Jesus. But Intel Core i seven. But if you go with like a Intel Core i3, you know, you could Which is the specs you should go for. It goes from like $2,000 or like $1,200 down to $883.50. Yeah. Now the question is, how many gigs of memory do you want? It depends upon what you're going to be doing. Gaming, we'll say. You want 16 gigs. At least. 16 gigs is typically get you by unless you're looking to play like fucking Flight Simulator. Or using Unreal Engine 5. Oh yeah. Actually, I think then you would only need either 32. Really? Probably. Oh my gosh. I actually want to see what is the most expensive Starbook I could buy. It's probably going to be one ball and ass Starbook. I'm going to tell you this right now. Did you try MX? Did I ever try MX Linux? I have no idea. I think so. That knowing, sounds... knowing, knowing you, you would just say that it's too bougie. No, I wouldn't. No. 
MX Linux? No, I think I've used it before. Okay. Because the name sounds familiar. You probably have. I it's have... a good. It's a. It's a good like Debian, but user friendly. So hell, we'll we'll run MX Linux because. Firmware. As you can see, everybody, this kid, this this kid chooses Linux distros like he chooses a pair of socks. What's that supposed to mean? It means you can't ever fucking. Oh, sorry. Actually, no. You choose. You choose a dress like like a teenager chooses. That's what I'm more like about it is. You you choose a distro like a teenager chooses a dress. I can't decide. One of those fucking moments of does this make me look fat? $1,540. That's actually not bad. Well, it's it's at a discount of from it's at a discount from $1,622. Still not bad. But again, I didn't add any optional fucking accessories. Yeah. Recovery drive, which okay, that would be useful. Yeah. I actually prefer to have pretty long charging cables. And like that's because look at like my setup right now where we've got like one computer because the one computer I have the the uh, Lenovo actually has a not so long cable. So yeah, right now it looks like it's one that like if I added everything, which I don't know why you would add literally everything. Because you want a good laptop. No, like all the optional accessories, not just like the best RAM. That I understand, but like if you had to add all the optional accessories, it would be at least one thousand six hundred and fifty-one dollars and ten cents. Nice. That's if you're a complete maniac. I'm not. I would do like an extra charging cord. I might actually do two extra charging cords because you never know with me. Yeah. I might accidentally lose one, which has which has happened. Um, but something like the Starlight PCs are really good if you want to run. Linux natively that would be your place to go but to boot Linux on your PC it's not really that hard yeah um, I think the only obstacle you'd have to get around is uh, secure boot I think it's called yeah but that's also not super hard to disable if you know what you're doing I know it's, I know it's not super hard because I've had to do it before there are times I forget to do it because it's like, oh, uh, when I first got this Lenovo, I'm like, okay, what do I have to do? I feel like I'm forgetting something. And it said something about secure boot. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to disable that. So. Yeah. Um, 
We've been going for two hours and seven minutes. I mean, this isn't the longest episode we've done, but it's been like the most in depth in terms of. Like, I, I think I, I think our longest was like what four hours. Three or four hours, I think. Yeah. Um, but we did also start really early today. Thanks to no small part to me being like, I want to start now. I took a shower. Yeah. I I got all all nice. And, uh, you should shower and shave. Basically. Um. But there are gonna be people that are like, what's what's more expensive, uh, a Linux PC from Starlight or whatever that company is. I can't remember the company's name, off the top of my head. Like a Starlight PC or Starbook PC, or a MacBook. I think. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> I can tell you right now which one's more expensive MacBook uh duh and there, like to me there's nothing wrong with like for, with people that run Macs it's just like overpriced Mac. that's the only thing is they're overpriced but there are people and now, we're gonna, now, now we're gonna get some fucking uh Max Stan, who's gonna be like, it's actually not that expensive. Five thousand dollars isn't that expensive. And I'm gonna be like, how about shut up? If five thousand dollars isn't expensive, I want to know what bougie ass family you come from, motherfucker. Uh, MacBook Air is one thousand one hundred ninety nine dollars. That's the most affordable. Yes, is the Air. Yep. And I'm sure that's the base price. It all depends what chip you want to use. Again, that all comes down to the base model. It's a base price of $1,100. The MacBook Pro is $1,299. Base price. Because you can customize those things, too, as well. Well, yeah, you can customize them out the yin-yang. I'll give them that. I still think I still think the funniest is a totally specced out um, Mac Pro. So if you did a 16-inch display, it would be $2,000. Yeah. 10-core CPU, 16-core CPU, or GPU... Uh, 16 gigabytes of unified memory and one terabyte of storage. What the fuck does that even mean, unified memory? I'm not even sure. I'm going to look it up. You mean 16 gigs of RAM? Hello to RAM. That is all it is. Unified Randomly accessible memory. So, here's... Um, Here's something from xdadevelopers.com. Perfect. Unified memory is about minimizing the redundancy of data copied between different sections of memory used by the CPU, GPU, etc. So it reduces redundancy. Got it. 
Oh, I get it. So you get more RAM out of what's in there. Yes. Oh. I could... instead of seeing instead of being one of those things where you have 16 gigs installed, but it says 15.3, you'll see 15.8. Because <laughs> you know, 500 megs makes so much of a difference. But yeah, like it totally makes a difference in today's computing. The thing is, like, people say, well, MacBooks aren't expensive. Like, uh, yeah, they are. Base not price. If they're not expensive, then my name is Johnny. Base price, they are expensive. Hell, to get... Base price, they're, base price, they're kind of expensive. Specked out, very expensive. Fuck off with your... Mac's affordable. <laughs> if, it... if you want to buy a new one, fuck off. I want to buy a used one? Yes, I'll agree. But as I was going to say, too, like, if we compare the two, you can actually get a Linux PC for cheaper. All you need to do yeah. is get an older computer and get a USB stick with a Linux ISO, which most of them yeah. are free. Let, let me explain the steps of how to acquire a Linux PC. We go and open up your favorite <laughs> web browser. We then type in the word, we then type in this URL ebay.com <laughs> I then I then click on the search bar for eBay and I type in desktop PC or or laptop depending on what people I want to just start with this one and you're going to so you're going to put the all listings to buy it now because fuck bidding <laughs> And then we're going to scroll through this list and we're going to find ourselves a good deal shouldn't take too long it's not terribly hard I'm actually having a bit of a problem. There's a lot of high-spec systems being advertised. So let me head on here to my filter, and I'm going to go and actually just filter RAM size to 8 gigabytes. Because that's all you really need for a Linux computer. Okay, some of these people are actually fucking stupid. <laughs> what the fuck are these prices? These people are stupid. I wouldn't pay, eight gigs, I wouldn't pay over $100 for an 8 gig of RAM system. Fuck that shit. Or I, I had a I had a better idea. Can I okay. can I can we'll I go, go in to where is the price? I don't use eBay enough to know where the fucking price thing is. Shipping local. I'm gonna have a drink while while I wait for this explanation. Where the fuck is the bruh? <laughs> Right here. Price, so you go over to the best match thing. I want price plus shipping lowest first. And yes, you're going to be buying from some fucking average stand. Oh no, you might get a scam. Well, shit happens. Welcome to the internet. But right here, for, for $42, I can pick up a Dell Small Form Factor Optiplex desktop with a Dell, with a Core i3. It only has 4 gigs of RAM. Yes, you could upgrade that. It's now hard. And literally, you buy this, bring it home, and then you learn how to make a Linux USB, and there you go. If you don't have a USB, go spend $10 on one. That's small, like 8 gigs. I was going to say this, too. Um, and what I'll look this up on eBay for you. 8 gigabyte flash drive. Hell, you could go to Walmart and get one for like 20 bucks. Right here. Let me select my size. Hold on. Storage capacity, 8 gigabytes. Pack of, I just want one. 
$3.96 a piece. So yeah, you'd spend... And there's, and then there's no shipping costs whatsoever. Can I can I bring up an, another alternative to uh, eBay? What it what? If you have a brick and mortar store that sells used computers, you can go there. Yes, go to your local computer shop. Go to a local like I don't know. Just say that you've got some mom and pop place that does just tech in general. You know, like maybe they do like retro games, and they have also have like a technology store that does floor repair and stuff like that. LGS. They also do basically. probably do, probably do PC repair. Kind of like one here local to me, Lewis Game Shop. I really like going You can there. go there, and you can find a half-decent older computer which for we... 150 bucks if you're willing to spend that much. You can probably find a half-okay potato for under $100. So, we almost... I almost got a computer from LGS. I tempted him big time when I showed him them. Uh, and it was like... Uh, a few hundred dollars, but it was a six hundred dollar computer. Okay, so six hundred dollar computer plus for pretty much half. Of yeah, which is already half the price of a, a entry level Mac. Yeah, there was one of those where I, I think a lot of those laptops, especially for his budget, for kind of like what he was looking for, they were anywhere between three hundred and six hundred dollars, which is literally a fraction of the price of something new. And all you got to do. When you boot, I'm sorry, but if you buy something that new, if you buy something new at that price, you're gonna be receiving nothing but a potato in a box. Which you you're know. probably gonna get like a Intel Celeron with like two gigabytes of RAM, and it's gonna have a spinning platter hard drive. For those that don't know, that's a hard disk drive. That's the old hard disk drives that had like literally a platter spinning inside of them that was really slow. So, I'm going to explain it like this. Okay, so what we would do at that point, if you go to your, your brick-and-mortar store, and you get a computer for, say, five, 600 bucks, right? All you need to do then, if you have a USB, and you don't, like, for me, I, I, I we're going to go into, like, how we actually can boot so many distros. Instead of writing uh, a Linux USB every time you want to try a new operating system, just pick up something like Ventoy. That's something you get into if you're actually into Linux. That's something you don't have Hi. to even consider Hi. when first getting into it. But like, if, if you're like me and you want to try out the different distros to see which one's right for you... Again, you're getting into it. Because I can I... reach over here and pull this out of my co-worker's laptop. I'm working on it for her. That poor pathetic thing. <laughs> I have a little 128 gigabyte? Yeah, a little 120 gigabyte like thumb drive. This thing... Has the where I have probably like a dozen ISOs on there. I have and it's because I use a I I have a variety of Linux distributions for different reasons. So do I. Like, I think I have like they're all under one umbrella of distribution type. There you typically have a bunch of Debian based. Which, to be honest, anything that runs on no, Ubuntu. Nothing wrong with that. That's stable. I was gonna say anything that runs on like Ubuntu runs on Debian. Is Debian. Debian yeah. is the granddaddy. Yeah, it's what a lot of people like to call the granddaddy of Linux distros because it's there's so many distributions based off of it. It's stable. It's yeah, it's pretty damn stable if you're running the stable branch. Yeah, the software's old and crusty, but it's stable. And it works. 
it just works. Yeah. Um. Another one, another one that that is like rock solid stable, but takes a lot more learning to get into is Slackler. But and, that's because of how old school that disher still is. And that's what the charm is for a lot of people. Slackware hurt hurt my eyes to look at. What installing is because yep. it uses end curse. It's been using the same end curse as installer since like 1993 or some shit like that. So basically, the Windows 3.0 days. I think yeah, I, much. I think I even made that comment of it looks straight out of 3.0. Yeah, that the, the, that, that end curse is good menu. Yes, it does. And like when it would because. Like people say, well, that hurt your eyes a bit because it was flashing. Constantly. It's bright. It's bright green, and and curses every time it switches screens, it has to reload it. So uh, when when your computer is sitting here just just fucking ripping through, downloading some of the smaller packages, and curses is over there like a disco show. And like actually, I'm... no, sorry, it's more like a techno show. <laughs> just fucking. It's like holy shit. And Jesse just remembers me going like, "Oh, I gotta look away." I don't, but I did blame you. That's quite a fucking thing. Um, but like people say, well, so what distros, you know, has Jordan run? I've run Arch, I've run Debian, I've run Ubuntu, I've run the different branches of Ubuntu. I've for, run... for the pop, for the popular distributions, this man's probably run the entire kitchen sink. <laughs> I have yet to run some of the things that I want to try. Yeah, like like Monkey O, like Monkey Linux. I can't imagine that's really even worth. I I'd be surprised if that still even gets development. No, it doesn't. I don't think. Then don't run it, please. <laughs> if you do run it in a VM. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There's like but even that, you, should, you just should run it. There's Puppy Linux. That's that's one honestly I don't tell people to run normally because honestly I'm just not a fan. Uh, it's then... a good one. It's a good one if you want to get like an, a real like a bit a fair bit older computer running because it'll run pretty half decently. If you want a Windows look and feel, run Q4. Yeah, if you want Windows XP for when you use a Trinity desktop. Or hell, even Windows 10. Yeah. You can change Honestly, it. Honestly, so though, if you want something that's a good Windows alternative, I always say there's three really good options. There's the mainline recommendation, Linux Mint, because it's just, you can drop it in and it's ready to go. There's Q4, if you're willing to configure a little, but still want your Windows look. And then there's Linux Lite. Uh, actually, sorry, so there's actually four. Because <laughs> Linux Lite's a really good one. It's based on Ubuntu. So I don't I mean, I, you know, I have my bias, but it's not a bad one for just dropping it in and it can go. The fourth one, Zorin OS. I haven't run Zorin yet. Zorin, they're, they're, they're the ones that are really aimed for the whole we're a Windows replacement distro. Alright, you know what I might do? Explode. I'm still gonna have Windows on, like, a PC, I just don't know which one. Well, yeah. I actually think... Well, no, because if I dual boot Windows on that MSI, it's gonna be like... 
Where's that other drive, huh? Yeah. Um. Well, that was, that was my issue with Void for a while, but that actually wasn't the whole... That was actually just... I think it was probably something to interface with my BIOS more than anything. I see. Because I, I then moved it over into, like, Slackware and Debian, and it was fine. But, uh... Arch had issues, but that, honestly, I just trumped that up to just... It, had, it was Arch having Arch issues.